Blog Talk Radio. This is Cale Brown. Now, I didn't play a doctor on TV, but I will prescribe Brandon's buzz for absolutely anybody who wants to know what's really going on. Hey, guys, this is Brett Claywell from One Life to Live, and you're listening to Brandon's Buzz. This is Taylor Dane, and you are listening to the one and only Brandon Buzz. Hi, this is Lynn Herring on Brandon's Buzz. It's the great entertainment talk show on now. Brandon, I love you. Thanks for having me. This is Linda Dano. I'm on Brandon's Buzz, and I have to tell you, what a fun hour I just had. Ah. This is a great kid with a wonderful heart and soul. You listen every day. I know I will. Hey, hey, this is Nia Peoples, and you are checking out Brandon's Buzz right now. Hi, everyone. This is Eric Martin from the band Mr. Big. I'm live and kicking on Brandon's Buzz. Hi, this is Dave Romero, and you're going to love buzzing with Brandon's Buzz. Hey guys, and welcome back to Brandon's Buzz. I am Brandon. It is Tuesday, November 15th, 2011, 10 p.m. in the East, 7 p.m. out West, and we've got a great hour or so on tap tonight. Uh, you know, regular listeners of this show know that it's always a fun time when the amazing Linda Dano stops by for a chat. She's an Emmy winning veteran of more soaps than I have fingers to count, and she's now a staple on QVC for whom she designs a mega selling line of affordable accessories for the home. She returns to the network tonight, just a few hours from now, with a second iteration of the popular Christmas decor line, which she premiered during the holiday season last year. And uh, she's back to the buzz tonight to offer us an exclusive sneak peek at the goods, as well as to spill a few thoughts on the impending end of our old favorite soap, One Life to Live, and to offer up a detail that I've never once heard, not one time ever, about what ended up being the ultimate fate of that old classic chestnut, Another World. Hello, Ms. Linda Dano. Hello, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you, ma'am? I'm good. I'm good. How's uh, how's your summer and fall been? Uh, summer was uh, ridiculously hot. We had something like 80 days over 100 degrees. I heard. But, I heard. But things have cooled off enormously and quite nice now. So before you know we dig I into... A power outage for nine days here. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to ask you, you know, before we dig into all the holiday madness, I was going to ask you how you are, because first you guys got body slammed by a damn hurricane, and now you're digging out from a freak snowstorm. I mean, it must I'm just feel like out. Mother Nature I, has it in for you or something. Are you ready? I had 26 inches, Lord. and I'd never experienced anything like it because all the trees were covered in leaves, you know, fall sure. leaves. Sure, sure. And it broke some of them completely broke the tree, just cracked it right in half. Some of, some trees came right up out of the ground, I mean, if you can even imagine. Oh. And limbs everywhere. There are limbs everywhere in Connecticut, just downed limbs. Just, you know, it, my, it's a, my property it, has uh, hundreds of them, and tomorrow they're coming with a chipper, you know, <laughs> to, to try and chip them away. It was crazy. You know, it's so funny because I don't think that people who, who who don't live in those kind of climates don't realize how heavy right. snow can be. Well, that's it. You see, the reason it was such a phenomenon and everyone was just so thrown by it is that it was October. And to have that much snow that heavy on these trees that were just laden with leaves, you know, that they had not fallen off yet. Oh. And 
it just broke them. They couldn't maintain the weight. Wow. So trees everywhere. I mean, just you can't imagine. But it didn't hit my house. Thank you, God. I didn't have power for nine days, but okay, so what? I have an apartment in New York that I did go back and forth. My friend Jeanette and I went back and forth every day. God bless her. She would drive her car and take me and the dogs wow. you know, back to New York so I could sleep with heat and light and water. And it's about an and hour I, or so? And then the... I, it was about an hour and 45 minutes. Wow. And then I would go back up to Connecticut because, you see, I couldn't put the alarm on. If I did, when the power came back, the alarm would have gone off, and they sure. would have, you know, knocked down my doors trying to find out if I was in there and I was alive. That would have not been a good thing. Oh, my so gosh. So that's what I did. Yeah, it, it was fun here, but, you know, imagine old people or people with new babies. Absolutely. New, new infants, you know, and then in the middle of it, I went and bought a, a new baby, a new dog. <laughs> Don't ask me. What I don't know, Brandon. I think I'm becoming one of those old, old women that that has 200 cats. In my case, it'll be dogs, and I will just, you know, they'll point at my house and go, "There's where that crazy Linda Daniel is. She got all those animals. Oh my God, it must be awesome." <laughs> Can't you just hear it? <laughs> yeah, one day in town, in my little town here, my friend Jane and I. We always, in the spring and summer, sit outside a little tiny cafe that's in town. And we sit there in two chairs that we think are ours. And we have coffee. Sometimes we eat, you know, whatever. And a woman came up. She walked up. And this is a woman you see all the time on the roads. She walks everywhere. I don't know where she lives, but she's always got on, and it's summer, mind you, a wool hat with ears that drop down and a backpack and a heavy sweater and jacket. And she walked up to us, and she said, oh, that looks good. What are you eating? And we told her, and, you know, how are you today? Oh, good. You think they'd give me some of that if I went in there? I said, I think you should go in and ask. Absolutely. So she went, okay. She walked into the place, and I said to Jane, Jane, you're looking at me in another seven years. That is going to be me. I know it. She said, oh, stop it. I went, I'm not kidding. I just have this strange feeling. I'm going to get stranger and stranger. You know, it's so, it's so funny you say this. My, my father died seven years ago, and, and my mother lived alone for a while after that. And right. she has a couple of house cats, and then a, a stray cat started, you know, uh-huh. just coming around and, and uh-huh. uh, looking for food and whatever. And so she started putting out milk and food and stuff for it. And, right. And before you know it, 20 stray cats from the neighborhood showed up because I guess the word got around. So, <laughs> so she, around I, quick. I, I, I always so uh, joked with her that she was going to end now? up. Yeah, absolutely, yes. And you know, I joked with her that she was gonna that she is the old strange lady yes. at the end of the lane with all the cats. How old is your mother? Uh, forty. Good oh. heavens, forty. Oh my god! Oh my god! She's too young. No, no, <laughs> me, I'm old enough. But her? Oh my god! If she's doing that now, you can imagine how many she'll have when she's my age. Thousands, thousands will be living at her house. It's so funny, oh but you know, she god. just has that compassionate heart. So. Yeah, me too. Oh, well. So here we are. I'm doing QVC again on Tuesday. Where I am, it's 1 in the morning. But in California, you know, it's 10 o'clock. So it's sure. a good time slot. I like this time slot. So We were expecting you back yeah. in October, and that, and that had exactly. to get shifted at the last minute. And, and I think that right. made some people wonder if everything was okay with you. So let's, let's clear that up. Everything's okay with you okay. personally, yes? Everything is okay with me. Everything is great with me. This was just a manufacturing um, blip. It was a manufacturing problem. 
couldn't get the goods in in time, couldn't ship them quick enough. And so we stopped that show. I was shocked, too. You know, when I do my shows and I design and create and pick and choose all these things, it's unusual if all of them come through. I very often have things that fall out. They couldn't get there in time. They didn't have the right color. They or you don't like them they, as well as you thought you I might. I hate them. Yeah. And they, yeah. <laughs> these are awful. I hate these <laughs> things. I mean, everything and anything can happen. And the only thing I can tell you is that Vivian and I seem to roll with the punches. We just go, okay, <laughs> well, okay. We just, we're good-natured in spite of it. You know, it, it, it's not as easy as it would appear doing this for QVC. You know, and, uh, and I don't think I, people realize that QVC schedules these shows weeks and months in advance. Oh, so yeah, when something months. like this happens, it oh, takes yeah. a Herculean effort to move things around and slot exactly. you in somewhere else, which is which is exactly. why you got this less than ideal 1 a.m. slot. It's, exactly. It's why yeah. I'm not in during the daytime hours because they're, they're already booked. They're already booked. And I had a wonderful Santa coming, and he fell out. And I was, you know, I get very disappointed when certain things fall out. Because, you know, I work so hard on all of them. Sure. And I love them, and I want them to be, uh, for the for the customer, I want them to be happy and see it and love it. And, oh, and I just get sick at heart when it doesn't happen. It's not good. So what else can I tell you? Well, uh, let's talk about this Christmas collection a little bit. You know, okay. you, pre- you premiered this last year during the holiday season, and I think it's fair to I, I mean, I won't, I won't pry for specifics, but I think you got quite a reaction to some of these I items. Did. Were you surprised yeah. at all by the, by the response to this line? No, I wasn't, because what I believe is that people are going back to their homes in a whole other way than they ever have before. And I'm talking about old and young. People want to reach back to memories, to our childhoods, how we spent Christmas. We want our homes to reflect what our homes used to reflect, which is mom and dad, dinner around a table, the whole family. And I think people are reaching for that. I think they're decorating that way. I think they, they want that nostalgia. So by me bringing my collection to QVC, it had a much more historical look. You know, I brought the plaid ornaments and the Absolutely. ribbons, and the, I'm bringing back the the ribbons and the and the paper. I'm bringing back some of the other pieces that we did well with. Everyone can still buy my Fraser fur wreath and swags. You just have to go on to QVC.com okay. and type in my name, and you can order your wreath and your. And I advise people to do that, even friends, because. They're Fraser fur. There's no, that's a Cadillac of greens, and they just don't turn brown. They just stay beautiful and perfect. And I had mine up through March. Can you imagine? Wow. They wow. still looked the way they looked in March, if mm. you can stand it. And um, and smell? They, Do they smell? They smell. They're just, well. They are. They really are the very best. Sure. And in New York, these would be one hundred and fifty dollars. Truly. They would be this astronomical price, and I can bring them in for so much less. And I also have rosemary in mine, which is for remembrance. I do that for Frankie and my parents and my brother and all my friends and family. I always have rosemary growing at the front of my house for Frank because this was his house. And I had a, I had a, the 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 farm up in uh, North Carolina who makes the wreaths and the swags. I had them put rosemary in because then for everyone, they'll know that this is 
also for their family that, has, nice. that has passed, which Very I think, nice. you know, here again, that's Christmas. So, sure. Yeah, I, I, I have an angel, very inexpensive, who's quite beautiful. I worked on her face and made sure she was very pretty. Like a treetop angel or, or a, or a no, tabletop or what? No, just sit her around a tabletop, okay. and she's fairly tall. I have her in two colors, in whites, and I have her also in the greens and reds. And she's very old-world looking, you know, very period, very Victorian looking. What else have I got? Oh, I've got a wreath that I adore that it's faux boxwood mm-hmm. with red berries, and it, it's lit. It's lit on a battery that you don't even see, so you can put it anywhere, on your front door, wherever, and you have a little lit wreath on your wow. house. Is the nativity set back this year? I think it's online. Okay. I have it. You can order it. Uh, you know, I feel strongly about that. I will have some of it on the set. Okay. I will bring some of it and put it on the set so everyone knows what Christmas is really about. You know, I, I believe I told you this back in the spring when you were here. I bought that for my mother last year because her old nativity scene is about three decades right. old and looks it. Right, right. And yours is quite literally the most beautiful. I mean, I don't I don't say that just because I adore you. It really is a gorgeous piece of craftsmanship. Isn't it pretty? And, it's and really for that price, pretty. you're a fool if you don't yeah. jump on it. I agree. I was very proud to bring that. What I don't have, which you can't buy, is Frank's house. The crash. The crash. Yeah. yeah, I sold those out. And I could never get them back. You see, that happens, too. I can have something that is extremely popular, and I can't get it back for one reason or another. So I couldn't get the crush back, so I won't be showing Joseph, Mary, and the baby Jesus. I'll do a smaller little version of it. But um, it's, you know, it's Christmas. And how, do you believe how quick it's come? Oh, I, it's unbelievable. I am, I am really, like, reeling from this. I am. I really mean that I am. Because I, I did a tree with a friend of mine, a little tree for uh, humanity, uh, you know, the charity. Oh, Habitat for Humanity? Is that, is yes, that, yes, yeah. that's it. I always, I can never seem to say their name. But <laughs> they asked if we would do a Christmas tree that they could auction off, and we said absolutely. So I did this tree. It's a faux tree, of course, with white lights, but I did it with all woodland little animals. Very country, very, oh, it's so charming. And then Jane and I sat here and did paper garland, which I'm going to have on my show, but not for sale. But we did this with paper garland and also with birds' nests and eggs. And it is so cute. It is. So, it has owls on it and, and oh bears and it's just adorable it's adorable so that's being picked up tonight and with a wreath that kind of goes with it that we made and that will happen and then i uh, on during the middle of, of december i'll do my santa going to the cuomo center for heart share which is my charity as you know and it's a school where children who are disabled some profoundly disabled I, after Frankie died, because Frankie was always Santa, I became Santa and understood why he was so hot in that stupid suit. Oh, my God. Have you ever worn a Santa suit? Oh, no, I haven't. Yourself. You want to kill yourself. It was so hot. <laughs> the hair and the whiskers and, oh, my God. So I felt very badly that I had said, oh, Frank, for God's sake, it's Christmas. Stop complaining. Oh, my God. And it's so awful. So I felt bad when I became Santa. 
And then I lassoed, you know, Steve Schnetzer to be Santa. <laughs> this year I'm going to lasso Bobby Woods to be Santa. Perfect. So, you know, Absolutely we're, perfect. Going, we're going to bring lots of presents, bring food, and it's the sweetest, dearest thing. Some of these children, oh, Brandon, some of these children, when Santa walks in the room, they scream and hold on to their helper, you know, because they're so frightened because, you know, he's pretty ominous, Santa. And then what happens, oh, my God, is so dear. They scream and they're afraid and they don't come near me and they won't sit on Santa's lap. But sure. before Santa leaves the room, because I go to about 20 rooms with children in them, and when Santa leaves the room, the ones that are terrified go, I want a radio! <laughs> <laughs> when that happens, I make sure that kid has a radio. Because I don't want him to think, you know, that that wasn't Santa. Of course. But it's it's just lovely. It's just wow. lovely. You know, so speaking of speaking of the Christmas story and all this, is is your snow globe back this year the, with you reading? Yes. Yes. Everyone loved it so much. If it's not in the show, it'll be sitting in the show, and you can go on to .com and get it. Very good. You know, lots of things I, that are show and mention because there's so much stuff. Like my bedding that was in the last fall show, I'm bringing because it's on .com, and I love it so much that I'm going to bring a couple of pieces of it so people can see it. But I love it, and I think what a great Christmas gift for somebody because it's such a Christmassy look. Sure. So... I'm bringing that back. And you know what I love about this is when you walk in all the stores, it's all glitter and glitz and tinsel, mm-hmm. and, and, and mm-hmm. there's a place for all that stuff. But but what I love about this is, it's as you say, it's a return to tradition. It's a return right. to right. you know the right. old-fashioned Christmas of yore, so to speak. I agree. That's what I like about it too, honey. And I know there's an uh, I know there's a customer for that. There are people like you and me <laughs> that like that, and that's what we want. Damn it. <laughs> so. But it's hard to find. When you it's go impossible looking to find it. it. Sure, I mean, you it's, can't all, find it. it's all red glitter, glitter and shiny stuff. And, yeah, and it really is. Everything is glitter. And so there's, there's I, a place for that, no question. But there's also a place for, for the real stuff, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, you know, it's so interesting. In my New York apartment, I do the glitter because it's kind of a, you know, hip kind of European-looking apartment, and I kind of bring in the glitter, you know, and the whites and the golds, because it's all creams in my apartment. And so, and it and it suits it. And here in Connecticut, you know, because I have a 17th century house, it can't be glitter at all. <laughs> so I go from one extreme to the other. And, and I think a lot of people are like that. I do. I think you can have both. It's not a big deal to have both. You know, every year when I, when my sister and I were younger, my mother put up a a uh, I guess a Victorian village scene. You know, with the, with the lovely the glass yeah. buildings and stuff. And she's she's gifted that to me this year. So I'm putting it up in my home this year for the first time ever. And I'm looking forward to oh, digging it all out, and putting it all together, and seeing how it all fits together. Oh, that's it's, fabulous! It's going to be quite a project, I think, but oh. but it's going to be fun. Yes, it will be. Yes, it will be. And as long as you bring in, this is where people make their mistakes when they're doing a house. Like, for instance, I used to have at least one real tree in the house when Frank was alive because I liked, I love the scent of it. Mm-hmm. But now that I do the Fraser firs, I put those in the house. I'm afraid of a lit Christmas tree, a real one, because I have such an early house and it's all wood. Sure. So I'm terrified <laughs> of that now that I live alone. Sure. So... I've gotten myself all these. And you have dogs who like to chew on things, and you, you just never know. 
it makes me so nervous. So now I don't do that. But I do put the Fraser wreaths in every room, and it just smells like Christmas. That's what I like. It just smells like Christmas. And that's all you need. That's all you need to do. I've tried the sprays. They don't work. None of that crap works. You, you need the real deal. You need something in your house that's real, that has that real scent to it, which is, oh, so delicious. really is. I just can't believe that today, Monday, is the beginning of six weeks till Christmas. I know everyone who's listening to this will, is going to hang up right now. So that evil, awful woman. How could you say that? It's but it just blows your mind. Weeks. I mean, this whole year is gone. Oh it's done. God, I don't know. I, I just did this. And now I get so confused because I do Christmas before Thanksgiving. <laughs> At, so I'm, my whole my room where I'm talking to you from looks like I've got a Christmas store going. <laughs> so I'm totally confused. It's just it's like, huh, why, how, how what? And today I went out and I did some Christmas shopping. That's how panicky I've gotten about this. I started to get panicky. Oh my God! Are you? Have you bought anything yet? I have. I, you know, I, I'm one of those maniacs who, uh, throughout the year, if I see something that I think would be fine or perfect, I, I go ahead and grab it. You know, so just smart. and just sock it You're away because you know. So smart. You almost have to do it these days because there's so you many do. people to shop for. You do. You're absolutely right. Like I'm taking down with me all the gifts to everyone at QVC that I give a little present to. I have to. So I might as well, I'm going there, so I might as well bring all of these gifts with me. But, you know, that in itself is like a job. And, you know, we're all so busy these days. We all have so many responsibilities and, and demands of our attention that you, you almost have to be on guard the full year. You guys do. You as guys ridiculous do. as it sounds, you almost have to be. I'm so relieved that you feel the same way I do. I keep thinking it's because I'm old and, you know, this is what happens to you when you're old. Um, but I, I hear this from all ages, that everybody is so stunned that Christmas is so soon. I mean, I'm having Thanksgiving here at my home with the family and some friends, so I'm doing that. And then I think when I throw them out, bye, I'll go get the trees out. <laughs> See you. Bye. Got something to do. No, no. Don't linger. You must go now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Here's a turkey sandwich. Eat it on the road. Bye. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Oh Lord. Because it goes so fast, and you do want to be able to enjoy everything as long as I you do. Possibly. I want to. I want to be able to sit down, look at every tree, think about past Christmases, about the year, about family, about friends. You need to do all of that. You do. This doesn't have anything to do with anything, and I know that we've talked about this before, but you know, it just feels like it, it feels like we've all lost perspective. I mean, you know, you you turn on the news these days, and, and there's politics, which is a bigger mess than it ever was, and ever. you know, ever. there's countries and on the brink I think of collapse. We're hit and for, that's what I think is happening. And you know, this whole Penn State thing is just more horrifying with each detail. I mean, how on earth do you manage to stay so upbeat? I don't know. Me? Me? Yes, you. You specifically. I mean, you know, this, was, was the world always as crazy as it seems to be now, or or have we crossed some kind of weird threshold lately? Well, actually, I, I tend to think we have crossed something. I, like you, think that, ooh, this country at least, and what looks appears to be the world, is dangerously steeped in such negativity and darkness. It really does scare me, and all I can do and keep my head above water is to remember and be grateful 
and to work hard and to be positive and embrace those things which haven't changed. I tend to think that there is a great many of us in this country, let me use this country, that feel exactly like you and I do and live their lives accordingly. We take care of our families, we take care of the kids, we take care of our animals, we pay our bills, we don't want a handout, we work hard for what we have, and we're grateful. I think there's a lot of us. I think there's a lot of us. And I think then there are those who don't share any of those feelings, want something quite different. And I don't know, is it because of Facebook and Twitter and the Internet? I don't know. I don't know. I you know, believe in keeping a balance. You, I listen to the news, but I don't I don't listen to it 24-7. Or internalize so, it. I don't because it's just too grim. It's just too, the way it's presented is just too grim. I think that the majority of Americans watch, for instance, you mentioned Penn State, with horror. And, okay, I got it. I think, I know, I, oh, my God, how could this happen? But then you hear something else about it, and it just it, it stymies you all over yeah. again. Yeah, it does. It does. I don't know what to say about what's going on other than if you buy into it, you're in trouble. I think you have to pray. You have to put faith and worship back into your life if it's left your life. I think you have to smell the flowers. I think you have to look at puppies. I think you have to <laughs> I think you have to find the joy in things. You know, you were a, a child of the 60s if you don't mind me saying that and no, you know I that was. was all about, you know, space and, you mm-hmm. know, brightness and Camelot and mm-hmm. and I was a child of the 80s which was all about, you know, right. computers and the future and the new right. frontier right. and and, and it I was just very wonder exciting. Yeah. You know, and now now that we're in the future, now that we're in the new frontier, I wonder what today's youth thinks about 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 the world around them the way that we did. I wonder if I don't if they have know. that same I kind have of a granddaughter who is 17 and I don't think she thinks it's terrible at all. I think she's a typical 17-year-old like we were. Isn't that interesting? I think that's so bloody interesting because you wonder why you and I look at it in such a horrified way, and she doesn't at all. She thinks of it like she should think of it as a kid. Sure. You know what I mean? And, you know, you have to wonder if your parents looked at you and, and my parents looked well, at me. yes. I remember in my generation, rock and roll, even though I was on the back side of it. Sure. But Frankie's generation really started rock and roll. I mean, that was horrifying to most parents. <laughs> Oh, my God. You know, it was that awful, dirty, sexy music. Oops. And now looking back at it, it seems so innocent. God, it's so innocent. I know. Well, or is it just we've become completely paralyzed? You know, Frank used to always say, you know, one of these days there's going to be naked news. And you know what's <laughs> going to happen? None of us are even going to care. They're just going to stand there with no clothes on, and we're going to listen, actually listen to the news. And you know what? He was right. We're He's damn right. close. We're damn close. I mean it. <laughs> that's scary or what? That's scary. <laughs> Come on, that's scary. But I, I think I think this is, if we ever needed to hang on to something, which I think we all do, it's faith. I think that's the key to getting through this nightmare. And as you say, puppies and things of that ilk. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Flowers, puppies, good food, friendship. Love. 
And, you know, in the old days, we held on to things like, and this is this is an awful analogy, but in the old days, we held on to things like soaps, and now those are going away. And, and you know, the television that we grew up with is going away. Yeah, gone away. Now, it's, uh, it's a changing world. I don't think it's changing necessarily for the best, at least right now. I think that can all be altered. But I... Right now, I don't think it's for the best. We don't trust. We're cynical. We know too much. You know, I grew up in a time where we didn't know anything. No one ever talked about it. Now we know everything. And when something happened, it took you a month to find out about it. Absolutely. I remember years ago when the Vietnam War happened, you didn't see bloodied soldiers. Now you see everything. You see everything. We saw Ben Laden, for God's sake. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you get in the old days, you probably wouldn't have even known his name. Right. You you get desensitized by all of this, and the more of it that happens that we see, the more used to it we become, and there is the danger. You know what's so funny? We, we not only become used to it, now. but we start to demand it. You're absolutely right. No, this is scary time, sweetness. So you just have to to hold on tight to somebody (laughs) and hang on tight. Because as Betty Davis said, it's going to be a bumpy ride. (laughs) You know, we have to talk about One Life uh, just for a bit. uh, They are wrapping production this week, I believe, on Friday. Yep. And uh, I guess it goes off the air in January. You know, we've... You've been I'm here four times. I'm very hurt. I wasn't invited to the party. <laughs> I wasn't. I actually wasn't. You know, I started my daytime career at One Life, and I went back to it many years later, and I didn't even get an invite to the party. And you know what's funny? <laughs> I don't know if you've kept up with it, but but Landon, I've never seen a soap town more in need of a decent psychiatrist in my entire life. Everyone is crazy. In your there. entire life. <laughs> And I happen to think it's high time that Ray rode back into town and set set everybody straight before it all Well, that's very sweet of you, but Ray doesn't want to ride back into town, but thank you anyway. (laughs) Ray is retired from the medical profession. She's so sucked at it that she's too embarrassed to ever try her hand at it again. I just had lunch with Erica Slazak and her husband, Brian, and their son, Michael. They came up and spent the day with me here, and then we went over to a little tavern, and we had some a bite to eat, and it was just lovely. We we talked about everything. You know, Erica and I have been friends a very, very of course. long time, as I am with Bobby and, and Loida. I saw Hillary in her play in New York. We went to that. And uh, I gave her, I gave her flowers before the performance, and she walked out with them at the end. And I said, "Hey, I don't want anything from you, so don't look at me like that. I just thought I should bring you something." So we laughed, and it was very sweet. And, and is everybody in pretty good spirits? Everybody's in pretty good spirits. I mean, you know, one life is supposed to go forward. Um, so they say, yes. They're going to go forward first before children. And everyone's got their fingers crossed. I had dinner just the other night with Susan Gammy, who is the Emmy Award-winning costume, costume designer, designer for One Life. Yeah. I have so many friends there, so many. You know, everybody's now looking for work if this other thing doesn't happen. So sure. I've got my fingers crossed for all of them. Bobby does not plan to go forward, but I think he could have his arm twisted once it got up and running. You sure. know, this is a very personal thing. That's why... Frank Valentini, you should have invited Linda Dano to the party. <laughs> I thought we were better friends than that. 
You know, I, I watched. Uh, I was watching an interview that you gave recently. I, I should say I watched it recently. You gave it three or four years ago, but uh, it was an interview with Ernie Manus, and you told him yeah. something that broke my heart. You told him that Ray Cummings bored the hell out of you, and that you're stunned whenever anybody tells you they loved Ray, and that killed me because I loved Ray Cummings. Oh, I, you know, I thought she was such a fun, sucker. funny. I mean, you she know wasn't. That? You're a sucker to have loved Ray. <laughs> you felt sorry for her. That's what it is. I, I let me say this. Let me rephrase that. And you know, now that I'm a distance away from poor little Ray, little Doctor Ray, was she a real doctor? Was she? What did they write? She wasn't a real. Uh, who uh, knows? She, anyway. she was faking it, and then she went back and eventually and got uh, an instant degree, I guess, and, and became yeah, a psychiatrist instant. for real. So. It took only a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's. But whatever. Painful. I know. We overlooked that. But I, there were moments of Ray. Moments that she was delicious, that I really liked her myself. Really got to like her because of a scene she'd play, a feeling she'd show, reaching out to a friend, whatever. And I would like her. But overall, I'll take Felicia Gallant at the end of the week. <laughs> a lot you know, better. A lot better. You know, if I, it's my understanding that ABC originally wanted to buy the rights to Felicia Gallant, but Parker Gamble wouldn't, wouldn't sell them. Is that Yep. That's a true story. And so was it your idea to come back with Ray, or or whose idea was that? Do you know? No, ABC. They were trying to, you know, bring over the NBC audience. Of course. And I'll I'll tell you this. The first week when those – it's the only time in my entire life I ever cared about ratings, because I don't pay attention to that. I don't pay attention to a lot of things. I don't know who runs what. And My job as an actor is to act and to try and take whatever – the scene says and try and breathe life into it that's my only assignment because that's what i'm paid to do i've never been somebody who paid any attention to anything in terms of ratings or what does the producer think or because i can't change it i can't make it better until of course the first week that ray aired (laughs) when she blew in to landview and john bolger pulls me over And it's all a very inside kind of thing. And what Angela wanted was for me to have Felicia Gallant books in the back seat of the car. (laughs) But Proctor stepped in and said, you can't do that. You cannot do that. So, And, of course, Kale Brown was there and Tim Gibbs was there. Everyone was there. I knew everybody. And it was great, great fun. It was great, great fun. And I was eternally grateful to be able to continue to act and do whatever. But, you know... Felicia Gallant and a few of my friends from another world, yes, Angela wanted to bring another world on as a half-hour soap to replace something. I can't even now remember what was it. I don't think it was... um, Port Charles, maybe? Port Charles. No, I don't think so. I think it was an additional soap. And Proctor wouldn't do it, wouldn't sell the rights. Yeah. No one knows that but you and me and now everyone listening to you. (laughs) That that's a real that's a true story. That wow. actually is a true story. Uh, you know, I never heard that story ever. No, wow. no one did. No. One and you know, ABC that. brought you in with such thunderous hype and promotion. I mean, did you did you feel as though? I know you had good friends in that company, but did you feel as though you were walking on eggshells around everybody? Oh my God! Oh, I got off the point because that's what I do. As Frank would say, I went to Cleveland. Um, <laughs> when I actually paid attention to those ratings the next week, and thank God we got a bump up. You don't have to continue to watch, but as long as you came and watched, which is all I cared about, which is what they wanted. 
and that happened. So I was eternally grateful for all. Well, and of course, the NBC made it easy because they showed a week of tennis in between right. the yeah, end of Another right. World and the beginning of Passion. So they gave. Yeah, like they really cared. Yeah. They gave those fans, which who were pissed off anyway, they gave those fans a whole week to get hooked on something else. I know, wasn't that just mean? It's just mean. People can be so mean. I don't believe in life and in work. It should change. I believe there can be compassion and love and, and sensitivity in work like it would be in life. I don't understand why one excludes the other. I don't. I remember when Texas went off the air, I went to a Christmas party. Every show that's gone off, they go off at Christmas. Which is, <laughs> what? And I remember this whole company of actors being so despondent and sad. And it's Christmas, for God's sake. Uh-huh. Come on. Somebody's got to stand up in the middle of some meeting and go, you know what, why can't we do this January 15th? Yeah. Why do we have to do it December 20th? Or in the dead of summer or something. Yeah. Do it when it's not so emotional. Absolutely. But that's what they do. That's what they do. I've never quite gotten it. I've always said I need to be the head of something. <laughs> <laughs> I would change everything. But how much fun was it to mix it up with folks like Phil Carey and Jim DePaiva and Erica? I mean, you know, between God, between Erica so and Hillary Karen. Smith, I can't count how many oh Emmys the One Life Gals robbed you of. And now, fun. you know, my room was the smoking room. You weren't supposed to smoke in the building, but Phil Carey would come in and smoke in my room, and everyone else who ever smoked would smoke in my room. And who's going to tell him no? Yeah, right. Who's going to tell him? And no one's going to tell Linda Dano. So there we are, <laughs> me and Phil. <laughs> we had a great time there. We really did. We had a lot of laughs, a lot. And now he's gone. Wow. You know, Gary. you mentioned these things going online, and and I'll tell you one definite advantage that I can see to this plan, if it if it does indeed come to pass, right. and that is that finally, for the first time maybe ever, they'll be able to get an accurate measurement of how many people truly watch these damn shows, exactly. which is something that, that you know, even after now. yeah, even after sixty years, conventional television yeah, yeah. has never been able right. to do that because you can't tell. There was no way of judging the real fan base of any of these shows. You're absolutely right. And when you look at the shows that have died simply because of the one damn number, I mean, you, you look at something like Santa Barbara, you'll never convince me that way more people didn't watch that show with, oh. than what was reported. And as I love that as show. popular as all of you and other world actors were whenever you went anywhere, how the hell can it be that that show was always at the bottom be? of the heap? I couldn't agree with you more. No, I couldn't agree with you more. The percentages and the way they judge these things were completely screwed up in a very major way. Maybe now they'll get a sense of who this audience is. I hope. I hope that the ABC fans really hang in there and come back, even the ones that have fallen away. I hope they come back to this Internet. I'm, I'm so got my fingers crossed that it will and, all work. And the other funny thing is it won't matter how old they are. That awful word demographics no. won't oh, matter. No. None of that will matter. No. no, it really won't matter. It'll, it'll all it be about matter. eyeballs. That's right. They don't care who they are, as long as somebody's watching. That's it. You're absolutely right. It's fun. It's kind of fun, isn't it? It's like a new frontier. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Wow. You know, these these cancellations, I can remember, and I'm sure you can too, when All My Children was the crown jewel of ABC's lineup. I mean, especially after they shut down Ryan's Hope, Children was their prestige show. That was it. They were and the ones. 
you know, I, I've been reading some of these actors' comments and interviews now that it's been gone for a few months, and and you know, nobody's coming right out and said it in so many words. This is all me, what I'm about to say. But just reading between the lines a little bit, I get the distinct feeling that a good number of the actors viewed that cancellation as something of a mercy killing. You know, they were so tossed around by this writer and that writer and this vision and this network head and whatever, and you know, nobody had a clue from one day to the next what they were going to be doing most of the time those last few years, and. And I think you guys went through a similar struggle near the end of Another World, especially after they ran Jill Phelps out of there unfairly. You know, you guys were just kind of yeah. tossed about and, and and here and there, and and you yeah, know, not to did. say that you didn't not to say you didn't love that job and love those people and love that show dearly, but yeah. in some ways, was it a relief to know that it was almost over when the end finally came? Kind of. I know what you mean. Yes and no. It's like I was talking to my friend today about death because that was a real death. Like Friday will be for one life to live, like all my children was when their last day was. When you spend your life at a place, and you know everything in the place, you know every room, you know sure. every person, you know every cameraman, every you makeup know, artist, you everybody. know their families. You know you don't just know them, but you know their families and their kids and their problems, and it's a real committed emotional relationship and when that ceases to exist and everyone goes their separate way it is such tragedy i know because i lived it with another world it was very difficult very very emotional and that's what's going to happen friday with one life to live they may not think it's going to happen, but it's going to happen because it's like a death. And death, no matter how prepared you are for it, no, question. no matter what rumors go circulating for, you know, two years in my case with Another World, that day when it happens... It rocks you. It rocks you. I cried all the way home. I couldn't stop crying. I was so... Upset. It was so final. It was just god awful. It was god awful, and I, I, I'll never forget it. I'll never not miss it because it was my family. I could go in there as an actor, which is a scary thing. Acting, you know, actors are like little children. We want to do well, and we stand up and we make complete asses out of ourselves. <laughs> And we do these scenes, and we don't know if we're good or not. No one ever says if we're good or not. We just kind of hope and pray we're all right, and and, and we worry when the producer comes down the hallway because you think, oh, oh, here it comes, I'm going to get fired. Because you know in your heart you're not very good. And all of that goes on. And yet when you go there, and this is your family, and you, you've been there for as long as I'm there, and I mean, think about Erica Slavesek. She's been there for 40 years. And she goes, she goes to her last day. How horrifying is that? It's horrifying. It'll take her a long time to get past this. It will. And if this thing on the Internet doesn't work, it'll really take her a long time. Mm. Because it's where you went four times a week, three times a week. And it's, it's where she had her did. children. It's where she, you yeah. know. It's who she knows, who she is. Part of who she is is there. My heart breaks for them because I've lived that. That's a hard thing to live with. It really is. I think everyone who ever watched One Life on Friday needs to take one small moment, a minute, 
light a candle and think about all those memories. Amen. Listen, that's been my show for 24 years now, so. Uh, then you need to do it for more than one minute. <laughs> minute. I'll be sitting Shiva until January 13th or yeah, whenever, yeah. Yeah, whenever yeah. the final air date yeah, is. Yeah, But yes, thank them for their work, their friendship, their incredible ability to open their hearts and touch whoever was watching. You bet. You bet. That's what actors do. And that's a wrap for Brandon's Buzz tonight, guys. Just a reminder, you can catch the ferociously brilliant Linda Dano on QVC just a couple hours from right now, 1 a.m. Eastern, uh, that's 10 p.m. Pacific, unveiling her second annual line of Christmas decor accessories. Uh, Again, it's on QVC. Check your listings. I know I'm biased because I love this woman all the way down to my toenails, but I own a couple of these items, and I'm here to tell you this is well worth an hour of your time. And I can't even tell you how grateful I am for giving me an hour of your time as well this evening. Uh, If you're listening to The Buzz right now, you already know how to find the show clearly, but in case you don't, three places online for Brandon's Buzz. The first of them, Mission Control for Brandon's Buzz, is blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz. From there, you can listen to the show. You can download previous episodes of the show. You can see what's coming on the show, what's been on the show, what is on the show. It really is home base for Brandon's Buzz again it's blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz, B-L-O-G-T-A-L-K radio.com slash Brandon's Buzz. You can also find me at brandonsbuzz.com, my own personal blog. There at the top of any page is a blue button marked radio. You click that button, that takes you to a full radio archive of every episode of this show. This is episode number 86, I believe. Let's confirm that. Episode number 86, yes, this and all previous 85 episodes of Brandon's Buzz, all available in the radio archive at brandonsbuzz.com. Uh, you can also find me on iTunes, guys. I'm on iTunes, right next to everybody you love. Just type Brandon's Buzz in the iTunes Music Store search box, scroll down to the podcast section, click on my logo, the colorful puzzle piece logo. From there, you can download individual old episodes of this show as podcasts for playback on the device of your choosing. Or you can subscribe to the show and have new episodes automatically download to your library the minute they're uploaded to the store. So I'm all over the place online. You can uh, Twitter, Facebook, Google the words Brandon's Buzz, and something will pop up that points you in my direction, I promise you. And as always, I appreciate you guys coming in my direction. I appreciate you guys finding me and listening to me, and I hope you continue finding and listening to Brandon's Buzz. Hi, everybody out there. This is Eileen Kristen, and I have just been on Brandon's Buzz. This is a great show and a very sophisticated mind. So spread the word, Brandon's Buzz. This is Claire Massey from Tammy Show, and you're listening to Brandon's Buzz. Great guy, great show. Check hey it out. Hey, guys, this is Brett Claywell from One Life to Live, and you're listening to Brandon's Buzz. Hi, this is Lynn Herring on Brandon's Buzz. It's the great entertainment talk show on now. Brandon, I love you. Thanks for having me. So if you feel that you just can't take it, and your world isn't what it seems, don't forget that life can be what you make it. Baby, when you live on a street of dreams. Hey, this is Nia Peoples, and you're with Brandon Buzz, the place to be. Hi, everybody. This is Nicholas Walker. Merci à vous tous. Écoutez Brandon Buzz sur Blog Talk Radio. Bonsoir et à très bientôt. <laughs>